It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where I am live right now. Because as I've told y'all, anytime there's live breaking news, like the Panthers hiring a coach, I'll be right here as soon as I can live on YouTube to break it all down. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next time I go live. And if, I guess you're probably working too, so maybe you missed it. But if you ever missed an episode of a live show, it's okay. It's always in your podcast feed wherever you're listening to this show right now. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council for Whatever comes through my mind, I feel like tweeting, but also to participate on the weekly Friday mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. Now, as you imagine, this is Friday's show, so there's not. I'm not doing two shows today, guys. I, I got some other things I got to do. I got to go on TV later on. I got to go on radio in Baton Rouge, I guess. It's, I'm not complaining. I'm totally happy to do it. Very happy people call me. I actually already did an interview in Raleigh while I was literally on the can. I got a phone call like, hey, are you ready to go? Or like, can you do it? I'm like, I'm kind of trying to use the bathroom right now. But sure, but sure, I know TMI, I'll do the interview. So I've got a busy day. We'll not be doing Friday mailbag questions this week. Maybe I'll do it on Monday, but it depends on what else comes out as we continue to break down the Carolina Panthers hiring Frank Reich. But either way, at me, DM me to participate um, in the weekly Friday mailbag whenever we do it again on a Friday, which again will not be tomorrow. Today's episode of Lockdown Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl i wonder if david tepper used linkedin to find frank reich who is the new head coach here in carolina for your beloved carolina panthers they fired matt rule back in october the first job on the market that was available is now the first job that become unavailable on the market here in 2023, as there are five openings, now only four as the Carolina Panthers have their new man and former Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich and the first quarterback in franchise history here in Carolina. Frank Reich took the first snaps back in the inaugural 1995 season down there in Clemson and started the first three games in franchise history. And he has a background outside of that here in the Charlotte area as he attended seminary in Charlotte after his playing career and still maintains an off-season home in the area. And one of his daughters, like I mentioned recently, a week ago, started working the Panthers marketing department. His brother 
Just finished his 22nd season as head coach at Wingate, right down the road on 74 here in the Charlotte area. So Frank Reich, former Carolina Panthers quarterback, longtime OC, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts before being fired earlier this season, is now the brand new coach here in Carolina. Going into this process, we knew Steve Wilkes was going to be likely a finalist for this job after the job that he did here in Carolina, going 6-6 six and six over the final 12 weeks of the season. He said when he took over the job, he was going to do it his way, and doggone it, he did it his way as he was able to establish an identity offensively for the team and maintain one of the best defenses in the league, but not enough to get to the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs. And because he was not able to do that, I did wonder if that was the end of Steve Wilkes' chance to be the head coach here in Carolina. Either way, got a chance to interview. So did Jim Caldwell. So did Frank Reich. So did Kellen Moore. So did Shane Steichen. So did, so did Ken Dorsey. Um, ben Johnson was going to, but he decided, actually, I'm good. And Mike Kafka also interviewed, and we already know all the names. But the early trend here in Carolina was that David Tepper was looking at a young, offensive-minded head coach who had played quarterback. So it felt like Ben Johnson was going to be the guy up until he decided, actually, I want to stay in Detroit and hang out with Dan Campbell and continue to call plays there. I don't want to come home. Mama's home cooking, not enough for me to want to go back to Carolina and be the Carolina Panthers head coach. He also understands that the market might be better next season. And why jump at this job right away? Let me stay there in Detroit. So with that, David Tepper had to pivot. It looked like maybe Sean Payton would be the head coach here in Carolina as the Panthers had an interview scheduled, then had to delay that after the tragic passing of Charlotte FC player Anton Walks. Eventually, they uh, interviewed Peyton on Monday, but it always felt like a long shot, even before guys like Roman Harper, who played for Sean Payton back in New Orleans, and of course, played here in Carolina, and now resides in the Charlotte area. Even before Roman Harper said, I never thought it would happen until now, with the Panthers being granted permission, it just felt like a stretch for the Panthers to give up a first-round pick, maybe more, maybe even two first-round picks to a division rival and that the Saints would even want Sean Payton to go to Carolina. It never really felt all that real, even though, yes, they interviewed and there was momentum there at some point in time. But then the other day, it felt like Shane Steichen, the OC up there in Philadelphia, was going to be the next Panthers head coach after we had Ben Albright on the show. But he lets me know the next day that, oh, well, as soon as I got off the phone with you, I got a phone call telling me that actually... Shane Steichen kind of bombed the interview, so it's not him. So on Wednesday, Carolina Panthers were down to the three finalists. Frank Reich, Steve Wilkes, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, who interviewed on Tuesday, and then I guess was so impressive. They're like, how about you stay around for another night and interview for a second time on Wednesday? So he ends up not getting the job. It came down to Frank Reich, Steve Wilkes, both coaches that were veterans. Frank Reich having coached in Indianapolis, as I mentioned. Steve Wilkes having spent time here in Carolina before under Ron Rivera, then acting as the interim and having a one year where he had a raw deal in Arizona. It came down to those two veteran coaches in which one was going to prevail. What prevailed at the end of the day was Frank Reich and his resume as playing quarterback in this league, coaching quarterbacks, and oh yeah, an offensive background, which as we've seen, that's what people are looking for now in the NFL. Look at the final four teams playing on championship weekend. Look at all the coaches there. Kyle Shanahan, offensive background. Zach Taylor, played quarterback back in college, offensive background. Um, Andy Reid, offensive background. Nick Sirianni, offensive background. That's what owners are looking at. It's not surprising that David Tepper went into this direction by getting Frank Reich. And the early reporting back when Matt Rule was fired was that he was going to look for an experienced head coach. And he did that. It shows the pattern of when an owner fires a coach, 
you typically try to find the opposite of your ex. Matt Rule was as green as green gets as far as the NFL goes. Spent one year as an assistant offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin up in New York. And outside of that, he was a college coach. And he is now back again where he's better suited at Nebraska as a college coach. He did not bring a staff that had nearly enough NFL experience. And that's part of the reason why he failed. We've been over it. Plenty of reasons why he failed. But not having that experience, it made sense that David Tepper would then want to go find someone who has the experience of winning a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator with a quarterback in Nick Foles, which I don't think we really understand how much of a miracle it was that Nick Foles was able to do what he did a couple years ago, outdoing Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. And Frank Reich was a part of that brain trust with uh, Doug Peterson, the former head coach there in Philadelphia, now the head coach down in Jacksonville, and John D. Filippo, who was the quarterback coach there in Philadelphia also that season. You cannot give them enough credit for what they were able to do to not just I mean, get them to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but win the doggone thing with them. So it made sense that David Tepper would then go with Frank Reich based off of what he was able to do as an OC, the success that he had when he had a quarterback in Indianapolis and in that he's an adult. Not to say that Matt Rule's not. Frank Reich, 61. David Tepper, 65. Their peers. Tepper went out there, found someone completely different than Matt Rule. And we saw when Wilkes took over in the way that he conducted himself, especially in the press conference, that he was no nonsense. He sounded like an NFL head coach where Matt Rule's out here giving us excuses and Jay-Z quotes and never really fit the vibe of a big boy NFL head coach like Steve Wilkes did when he was in the interim and like Frank Reich did in Indianapolis and Will now that he's here in Carolina. And when you look at Frank Reich in his tenure in the NFL, he's had success. He's also had not success, and there's a reason why not success. There's a reason why he was even available. And we're going to talk about that here on the show. We're going to talk about it over the next couple of days and weeks and months heading into the 2023 season. We have plenty of time to break that down. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later as we now have to wonder, what's the plan at quarterback for Carolina? But also, what now happens to Steve Wilkes? Does he stay on as a DC? What would you do? If you're Steve Wilkes, I see a lot of y'all already on Twitter lying about you, what you would do if you're in the same position Steve Wilkes is in right now in Carolina. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager like David Tepper, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs of LinkedIn Jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. That's what David Tepper's hoping here with Frank Reich. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs and targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job posts, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's be honest. David Tepper let Steve Wilkes and everybody know what it was back when he fired Matt Rule and he had that press conference where he wouldn't tell us why Matt Rule was fired, but he did say that, hey, Steve Wilkes can be the next head coach here, the at least the interim, and then we'll see. And when people ask, hey, would Steve have a chance to get the job? He said he would have to do an incredible job to even be considered. So we knew right then and there back in October that Steve Wilkes very likely was not going to get the Carolina Panthers job. Now, what we did not expect, though, in what was a lost season there at one and four through five weeks and coming off of a drubbing against the 49ers and Baker Mayfield being injured and wondering, what the hell are you going to do at quarterback? Now that P.J. Walker is up, and that first week in Los Angeles against the Rams, it didn't go great. But once they decided, hey, let's let P.J. do some things, let's figure out what we do with this run game, this offensive line, then they kind of had success moving forward the rest of the season to the point where Steve Wilkes went 6-6, six and six, 500 record here as a head coach. And we saw the players like Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, really anyone that they asked, anyone they got a microphone and camera in front of, said how they wanted Steve Wilkes to be the head coach here in Carolina that he deserved, that he had earned the job. And I had said as well that Steve Wilkes, based on what he did, absolutely has earned an opportunity in the NFL as a head coach, whether it's here in Carolina or elsewhere. As we've seen, no one else is interested in talking to Steve Wilkes during this hiring cycle. Arizona was never an option. Um, it looks like Jim Irsay up in the Colts wants to hire Jeff Saturday, even though he went like one in seven as an interim. But hey, do you think, man, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Also, Steve Wilkes, would you really want to interview there? Houston, would you want to interview there? And in Denver, I guess didn't want to talk to him. And most of these owners, like Benjamin Albright told us the other day, pretty much knew who they wanted to talk to at the beginning of the process when it started. And Steve Wilkes was not one of those names. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a litany of teams out there who need defensive coordinators that are now going to be interested in Steve Wilkes' service. But I felt like, and I still feel this way, that Steve Wilkes has earned a shot at being a head coach again in the NFL. Unfortunately, that's not going to come here in Carolina, and I'm not surprised that this is the result. And I don't have a problem with Frank Reich being the hire because he has been a head coach. He's had success before. He's had it as, as a coordinator as well. It's It would be different if it was Kellen Moore or if it was like Shane Steichen or Ben Johnson, guys who don't have that much experience, have never coached before in high school or college or at the NFL as a head coach. It would be a little bit of a tougher pill to swallow, at least from my end. I'm sure Steve Wilkes has to be gutted by this and is certainly disappointed. But I'll tell you one thing. I bet the man's not surprised because he is suing the NFL for hiring practices and for the lack of minorities getting opportunities for these positions. And it begs the question, what does he have to do to get a job if he's not, if turning around a team that was god-awful at one and four, fired their coach, trade away what was their number two wide receiver in Robbie Anderson, trade away their best player in Christian McCaffrey, who's now playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl on Sunday with the 49ers, got rid of all of them. Got rid of coaches who either left in their own accord to go to battle Matt Rule in Nebraska or who Steve Wilkes said, you know what, I don't have time for you, go away. Who was able to get the best football out of Sam Darnold that we have seen in Darnold's five years in the NFL. 
What more does he have to do? I guess what he needed to do was go to the playoffs, win a game, and hell, might even win the damn Super Bowl to even have a chance to be the head coach here in Carolina. So it's unfortunate for Steve Wilkes, but it's not surprising because we see it every year in the NFL when it comes to hiring coaches and maybe be coached on the offensive side of the ball. He would have got the job because to me, it seems like, yes, Reich has more head coaching experience in the NFL and Reich comes from the offensive side of the ball. So that really feels like the differentiator between Wilkes and Frank Reich is Reich's experience one today, in particular, the experience on the right side of the ball, which is the offensive side of the ball, at least when it comes to coaching hires here in the National Football League. So now what happens with Steve Wilkes? Does he stay here in his hometown of Charlotte and work as a defensive coordinator for Frank Reich? Uh, I would have a hard time seeing that being the case, considering, and we have talked about this, all the players are behind Steve Wilkes. I found it very difficult for a guy to come in here and be able to have full control of this locker room and full support if Steve Wilkes is still on this coaching staff. And I've also said, if that guy cannot be able to maintain that with Steve Wilkes and that coaching staff, maybe he's not the right guy. But maybe he is, but the culture of the locker room just is toxic in the way that you got players who want this guy to be the head coach, who are going to be upset about it, and maybe they never buy in to the new guy. So can Steve Wilkes even be on this coaching staff? Would Frank Reich even want to sign up for that here in Carolina? Or does it make sense for Reich to just have control, hire whoever he wants, and for Steve Wilkes to go on his merry own way and maybe head up somewhere where he'll be appreciated and might be able to put himself in a position next year to be in a coaching cycle and actually get interviews outside of just one place where he was working at here in Carolina? Like, I just don't see how it works. It can work, I'm sure. I don't see how it works. I don't want to talk in absolutes. I learned my lesson after the whole Cam Newton stuff. And I said, he ain't coming back to Charlotte and he came back. It was a fun 10 days, by the way, but not going to speak in absolutes. I just have a hard time seeing it. Now I was watching NFL Network before coming on here. As soon as the news broke and Mike Garofolo was talking about how Steve Wilkes apparently could be headed down to Atlanta. Him and Al Holcomb, who we know interviewed for the Atlanta Falcons open defensive coordinator job. The two of them could be headed down I-85 South to work with, um, forget the head coach down there, uh, Arthur Smith and the Falcons and too hot to Carolina Panthers. And Wilkes is going to have opportunities a lot of places. I know Vic Fangio is someone who's looking at an opportunity potentially down in Miami. That's the one he's looking at. Maybe Wilkes looks at Miami, the team of Mike McDaniel. If Jonathan Gannon gets a head coaching job in Houston out there in Philadelphia, maybe Wilkes goes to Philadelphia. He's going to have suitors. He does not have to settle by staying here in Carolina, a place obviously he's comfortable with because it's a hometown. He loves the players. But the best thing for the organization is probably for Steve Wilkes to move on. And probably the best thing for Frank Reich is for him to be able to bring in the guys that he wants to be his defensive coordinator here and be on his defensive staff here in Carolina. So I have a hard time seeing Steve Wilkes stay around. And I asked y'all, I asked you this, like, what would you do if you were Steve Wilkes? What would you do if you were up for your dream job where you took over the position in an interim basis, did better than anyone possibly would have expected that you had experience in that role and they didn't want to hire you. You're going to sit here and tell me that you would be totally fine. You're going to, all right, you're going to take it. You're going to swallow your pride and take this job. Man, you're lying to yourself. Absolutely not. If this was me, I would be holding on to that grudge so damn tight that I would want to be in Atlanta. I would want to be in a division. I want to come back here and kick David Tepper's ass every chance I got. That's what I would be doing if I was Steve Wilkes. I'm not saying that's what the man's going to do. We'll see what he's going to do. We'll see if he holds a grudge. But I know, speaking for me, Julian Council, 
I would be pissed off. And there's absolutely no way. So I laugh when I see people telling me like, oh, well, Steve, we should just stay on de as defensive coordinator, speaking as if they in the same situation, if it was the job that they dreamed of having in their hometown, that they would be cool enough to do that. Come on now. Come on, people. I know it's easy. I, I guess I'm doing it too. I know it's easy to speak for somebody when you're not in a situation, but I just have a hard time believing that anyone who had that much emotional investment in a job like that would want to stay on and be somebody's assistant. Come on. So we'll see if it if it happens. I doubt it does, but we'll see. Maybe Steve looks a better man than I am. He probably already is, but I don't know. Uh, apparently, though, according to Mike Garofolo, as far as potential defensive coordinator candidates, and we'll go over this next week and throughout the next couple of weeks as the staff comes together, um, Gus Bradley, who was the D.C. or still is the D.C. there in Indianapolis under Frank Reich. He currently is under contract, though. So we'll see uh, what happens if Jeff Saturday ends up getting the job or somebody ends up getting the job, whether they want to keep him on or not. It uh, could be very each, uh, easy mutual parting of ways where Bradley's like, all right, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to get a new contract, so I'm not really concerned about it. Don't worry about it. Offset language, that whole kind of stuff. He could potentially be the next defensive coordinator here in Carolina. But again, under contract in Indy. So we'll see how that works out. But I have a hard time seeing Seabulls come back here as I think it was Josina Anderson who said that Atlanta was monitoring the situation here in Carolina with Wilkes. And I really, yeah, duh, because they had already interviewed Al Holcomb. And certainly, I'm sure Arthur Smith had an idea that, hell, maybe I could get both of these guys to come down here and fix this defense, which has been trash for like the last four seasons. So, of course, they were monitoring the situation because they had interviewed Holcomb and um, they play the Panthers twice a year. So I didn't really feel like that was news at all because I'm sure New Orleans is also uh, monitoring it. Same thing with Tampa Bay. But Steve Wilkes, not going to be the head coach here in Carolina. And this might be the last time he ever coaches here at the Carolina Panthers after not getting this job, which I, I feel for him. Um, but again, not very surprising at all. And what else does a man have to do? All right. So the Panthers have their head coach, which was the first box out of the check this off season. I'll go over my off season lists to do to do list here. Probably like next week, maybe not the head coaches in order. They got to get the staff together. Got to get through free agency, but really it was get a coach and then get a quarterback. So now that you have a head coach, who's working quarterbacks, played the position, been in OC, been in the playoffs as a head coach. What's the plan at quarterback? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, I've been telling you all all week about our brand new betting partner here on Locked On, and I am so excited about them, and really everyone's so excited about them. FanDuel, they are the number one sports book in America, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, Panther fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment with FanDuel, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or 
Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, so the Panthers have their head coach, Frank Reich. He is the head coach here in Carolina. Um, By the way, Boomer Esiason will tell you that he was also a roommate to Frank Reich back in uh, Maryland. If you've ever heard that before, he spent time in Buffalo, had one of the great, might still be the biggest comeback in playoff history as the backup quarterback there to Jim Kelly with the Bills in one of their four uh, fails in Buffalo. (laughs) They lost the Super Bowl four years in a row. Never forget, Uh, but he was there, but he also – was here in Carolina as the first ever quarterback and was a starter for the first three games of the inaugural 1995 season. Spent time here afterwards working in seminary. His brother's head coach down there at Wingate. His daughter now works for the Panthers as well. Worked for him. Hey, the Panthers wanted her before they wanted Frank Reich, and she's here in the marketing department. So it's a whole Reich family affair as Frank Reich is now the new head coach here in Carolina. So that's great. But what's the plan at quarterback? <laughs> From the beginning, for me, it did not really matter who the Panthers hired. One, because it's very likely we're back here in three to five years because that's just the reality of coaching hires. But also, two, whoever comes here, their success is going to be dependent upon finding the right quarterback, finding and maximizing the talent of that quarterback. And that guy finally bringing stability here to Carolina at that position since Cam Newton, I guess, basically, what, 2017? Because that was the last time we had a healthy camp. So really since 2017, the Carolina Panthers have just been on the whole merry-go-round of quarterbacks suck. And I'm sick and damn tired of it and ready for the Panthers to finally have that quarterback that we can actually place our hopes into and not be let down. Go ahead, place your hope in Baker Mayfield if you did that. Crazy, I kind of did it too. Sam Darnold, that was insane. Matt Corral, I guess it's still a possibility. But do you think Frank Wright took this job to coach Matt Corral? Maybe he did. I don't know. We'll see. All I know is he better find a damn quarterback or he's going to be out there on the street again, not as a head coach. And who knows better than Frank Reich? Because David Tepper's watched the last couple of seasons, but Frank Reich got to Indianapolis, had a quarterback in Andrew Luck, went to the playoffs. They went 10 and six, lost in the divisional round. They won their first game of the wildcard round, lost in the divisional round at Kansas City the year Pat Mahomes won the MVP. So no harm and shame in that. And after that, in 2019 in August, right before the season, Andy Luck's like, you know what? I'm good, man. I'm sick of going to rehab. I'm sick of surgery. I'm sick of feeling like crap. I'm tired of football. I don't want to play anymore. And Frank Reich and Jim Irsay have never recovered. Well, really, Jim Irsay hasn't recovered because that man has been spiraling since that August afternoon there in 2019 trying to find a next quarterback. They go 7-9 back in the 2019 season with Jacoby Brissett. But, you know, what you can expect out of Jacoby Brissett over 16-game season, fine quarterback. 
respect the guy, what he does when he's out there. He's just not a starter in this league, at least not one that you want for the entirety of the season. In 2020, they bring in Phillip Rivers, who leaves San Diego, I guess Los Angeles, the Chargers, whatever. He comes to Indianapolis. They go 11-5, and five, lose a, t- a close game on the road to Buffalo in Super Bowl and Super Wildcard on Super Wildcard weekend. And then Phil Rivers says, I'm going to go back with my wife and 13 kids. I don't even know how many kids he has. 13 sounds right. And I'm going to go coach high school football down there in Alabama, Louisiana, some Southern state. He's going to go do that, meaning the Colts have to find another quarterback. So, okay, let's try Carson Wentz because Philadelphia, they hate the dude. They wouldn't sell you a cheesesteak if he wanted one. Get the hell out of town, Wentz. They trade for him. The thought is, all right, Frank worked with Carson before. Maybe this can work out. It was okay until it wasn't when Wentz basically sold himself in the final two weeks of the season and the Colts missed out in the playoffs. Jim Irsay has the infamous video on the tarmac talking about, I need a new quarterback and yada, yada, yada. They send Wentz to the Badlands, also known as Washington, to go play for the Commanders and Dan Snyder. They bring in Matt Ryan, and that was a fiasco. He goes 3-5-1, gets it out the door, and the Colts are about to hire Jeff Saturday and probably still suck. So we'll see what happens in Indianapolis. So when things... We're solid at quarterback with luck in 18 and Rivers in 2020, Frank Reich won. And this is the same thing that Herm Edwards used to say. Look at the years I went to the playoffs. When I had a quarterback, went to the playoffs. When I didn't have a quarterback, we lost. It can be that simple. Now there's plenty of nuances to it. Of course, when you look at it right there, if anyone understands the importance of having a capable quarterback and having stability at the quarterback position, it's Frank Reich because his entire career in Indianapolis was torpedoed because of the lack and inability to find a quarterback that could get them to just run basic plays and get to the playoffs. He had it with luck. Had it with Rivers. Did not have a percent. Shockingly, didn't have a Carson Wentz. Shockingly, obviously being sarcastic. And then Matt Ryan, who just needs to just go, go home. Go do something else. Don't play football anymore. Go home. Do TV. I don't care what you do. Just stop playing football, Matt Ryan. I get you got money. You're already rich. You don't need the money. So when he had a quarterback, things were great. So what's the plan now? We heard earlier in the week that ben, Benjamin Albright told us that the Panthers, mainly David Sepper, really like C.J. Stroud. I've seen multiple mock drafts had the Carolina Panthers taking C.J. Stroud. I've seen him, <laughs> Mel Kiper Jr. put Anthony Richardson up there uh, the other day. Good God, man. Um, could, could work out. Might not. It's all a crapshoot. But for me, the Panthers now did not give a first-round pick to get Sean Payton. And I did not see how they could have Sean Payton and get a first-round pick at quarterback this year in a 2023 draft. It feels like to me that the plan will be to get a quarterback there, either at nine or trade up to five or wherever, whatever it takes to get that right guy. And Frank Reich is the one who's going to work with that quarterback and hopefully bring sustained success here to Carolina. Like we were promised when David Tepper fired Ron Rivera and went on state TV with Bill Voth and told us all about this plan of how he was going to turn this franchise around. And he was going to do things that we have never done here before because we've never had success according to David Zepper. I guess Panthers never went to the Super Bowl, according to him. And they didn't go to the playoffs four out of five years during Ron Rivera's era, according to him. And we never had music here in Charlotte also until David Tepper brought us. So thank you, David Tepper. The best gifts he's ever gave us to Carolina were music and Matt Rule, which we saw how that worked out. But the hope is now that Frank Reich and the right quarterback can right the ship and fix things here in Carolina. Because again, Frank Reich understands this probably better than even David Tepper. And he understands it just like us. The last five seasons, he's had a different week one starter at quarterback. It will now be six seasons with a six different week one starter 
because he has a new job here in Carolina. And we'll see if that starter stays and if they have success. Because if they don't, then, well, we're going to be right back here in three to five years with Frank Reich no longer the head coach, whoever the quarterback is, no longer the quarterback, and then hoping that David Tepper gets it right that time. But I feel good about this hire. I, I mean, I'll, hell, I'll just say this. I think Frank Reich's a good hire. I think it makes sense. He's an experienced coach. He's had success, as, as we talked about. We've seen the years why and when he had success and why he had success. And there's also questions to be asked about why was thing, why were things not able to work out with Carson Wentz, the guy he had worked with before? Why were things so bad with Matt Ryan? I'm going to try and reach out to some people in Indianapolis, some people on the show, to provide way more context to Frank Reich's, what, five seasons there, four and a half, really, uh, with the Indianapolis Colts and understand what went wrong outside of the quarterback position, or is it just that simple? Was it him that wanted Carson Wentz? Or was it Chris Ballard? Was it him who wanted Matt Ryan? Or was it Chris Ballard, who's the general manager up in Indianapolis? Was it Jim Irsay? Is that who's... The reason the Colts are in this situation, we'll find out. We'll talk to people about it next couple of days, but in weeks, but I feel like good hire. I have no idea if it's going to work out. I hope it works out for your sanity, my sanity. It's just football anyway. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I would like for them to win because it makes a lot more fun to sit here and talk to y'all every single freaking day about the Carolina Panthers. I would rather talk about a good team. Now, most importantly, I need to be entertaining, but I would rather talk about a good team then a bad team. And Frank Reich, I don't hate it. So we'll see if it works out. Feel bad for Steve, but hell, we knew what it was from the very beginning. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Again, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, where I think we've had like I saw like at one point we had like 190 people at one time watching this. So thanks everybody who watched the live stream and uh, be sure to check out the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts or I guess podcasts that you hate listening to, which this could be one of those. Either way you listen, that's all I really need. Um, just be sure to rate, review, subscribe so you never miss a single edition. Um, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where typically on Fridays answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. I'm not doing that tomorrow. I've got a very busy day. Check me out on NBC Charlotte later on tonight. I was going to be on with Nick Carboni. And if you somehow listen, I live in Baton Rouge. I'll be on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge with my buddy Matt Moscona here at 5 o'clock Eastern or 4 Central. So uh, I guess check that out if you want to. Uh, but I have plenty of stuff coming for you all for the rest of the couple of next weeks and whatever as we talk about Frank Reich, see his staff come together, and then try to think about what should happen with free agency and the draft and all that. As I told you all, should be a fun offseason. It's just getting started as Frank Reich is now the head coach here in Carolina. Uh, so that's it. Be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, Cal, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.